Well now, hello to that lovely audience out there in Cheshire. I mean the whole of Cheshire. Cheshire West and Cheshire East and also Warrington as well because we know that there are certain things going on out there. And this is your fantabulously talented, <laughs> wonderfully <laughs> articulate... Look at his face, look at his pub face. Pub landlord, or I should say digital pub landlord, Jonathan Starkey. And in the house tonight, we have some lovely, lovely people. Let me introduce the gazelle. Say hello, Trevor Nichols. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of Cheshire. And a ball, a ball, a ball, a ball. Thank you, sir. And that silken-voiced man. I mean, ladies, you know, he is single at the moment, so get your bids in. It is Stats, Mr. Mark Hartley. Go ahead, sir. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. There's a reason I'm single, by the way. (laughs) Yes, it's to do with the fact that on your dating profile, you put in your interests statistics. Yes. Yes. Told you to drop this. (laughs) And last... And very much the least, <laughs> we have Mr. Stephen Ingram, obviously known as the Raven. The Raven. The Raven. Go ahead. Well, gentlemen, fabulous to be here in my lovely, flowery, fabulous, flamboyant Paisley. shirt to Paisley cheer you shirt. all up. Yes, one way of describing and, it. And yeah. um, well, I just Blouse. like to wish all. <laughs> I just like to wish all our listeners. A great, great evening. Well, I'm sure they'll appreciate that. That's that put me off. <laughs> it, this is great that it's in, in audio only. <laughs> if it was the audio, the blouse is lovely, but the dress, but the skirt doesn't match. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, let's get on with the landlord's roundup, and here it is. First one: former Cheshire councillor bit nose of woman he was having an affair with. Now, there's anybody for any prizes know the name of the councillor concerned i don't but i would actually condemn this completely because this is no way to behave towards anybody well we don't know hang on he might have been hungry (laughs) we don't know what was going on at the time the man was a father of three damien druce 43 of macclesfield and he received a suspended prison sentence so there you go he didn't go to jail no, a suspended prison oh, sentence. No one does these days, do they? Well, no, uh, maybe he apologised. Well, apologized. in case he bites anybody else. <laughs> and God help us. postal workers threaten strike as Royal Mail wants them to work Sundays. How about that? All right, no yeah, comments they already on that. Well, actually, I support them, to be quite honest, because I would actually like to see a return to less people working on a Sunday and actually slow down the country's health and well-being would be a lot better. People would be less stressed. Okay, all right, okay. I think he's a little bit religious. Do you think he's Catholic or do you think he is Protestant? Not sure. I don't know. It kind of, he looks, he looks sort of... Um, you see my shirt, by the way? I know, I'm looking at open. your shirt. Yeah, it's yeah, shrunk yeah. in the wardrobe. MP apologises <laughs> for comparing... Boris lockdown breach to staff room drinks. Now, that was when Michael Fabricant was accusing the nurses of having a drink at the end of the day. Disgusting. Yeah. Well, he's apologised for it. Aldi is to set to break Britain's big four supermarkets' stranglehold. They're actually starting now to beat Morrison's. Now, I think Morrison's are actually starting to price themselves out of the market, to be honest with you. Because their prices are going up and up and up 
and up. And there is so much discontent amongst the employees that I think that may be having a bearing on what they're doing. Could be, could be. I see a little bit of uh, discontent. Stop looking at your shirt and you might be able to get the words out. (laughs) I see some discontent from some of the uh, staff in in the area online. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. The truth about the story about Angela Rayner branded a desperate, perverted smear. How about that? When she was doing her bit in the comments to distract Boris, or supposedly... I've not really followed this story, to be quite honest. I don't honest. think anybody's that interested in it, no, to be honest no. with you. Do you know what? So I don't think they are. Johnny Depp, isn't it? And yeah. Amber Heard. Amber it's just Heard. a distraction, isn't it? A distraction. Going on, really. How yeah, about... Do you really think... No. Go on, go couldn't, on. You couldn't, you couldn't distract Boris, could you? He's an idiot. <laughs> Distracts himself, doesn't he? Let's face it. <laughs> you couldn't distract him. How about the Nor- Norfolk Constabulary issues an inclusive language list which includes 37 sexual identities and they put it in a picture called the gender bread person not a nonsense gender gender bread so do they go through all of this when they make an arrest or make some inquiries yeah what what would you like us to you know address you as he her them they it what in the heat of an arrest. I'd like him really to matter? explain this, to be quite honest, because it's getting ridiculous, well, I think so. If I was being arrested, I'd like to be addressed as innocent. <laughs> yeah, and thinking about it being gingerbread as well, where where does a gingerbread man live now? I can't remember. In a gingerbread house. <laughs> no, no, no. He lives in um, lives in somewhere in London, the gingerbread man. And I wonder if they come from the same area then. Downing Street. Downing Street, yeah, number 10. That's it, yeah, Cummins' his name, yeah. Not my button. <laughs> Accardo car- faces storm over boss Tim Steiner's £100 million bonanza. Now, this is the boss of Accardo who is negotiating the pay packet, which is going to give him £100 million over a set number of years. And it's like everybody's going nuts about it. He must Remind be me it. not to shop at that store. Well, why would anybody want to shop at Ocado? I mean, the food's not any better than M&S. Not that I shop at M&S. They're just more expensive than Sainsbury's or Morrison's. I mean, me. Well, Ocado, unless I'm wrong, unless I'm mistaken, is a break-off of... Um, I had it in mind, and it's gone up in mind when you mentioned M&S. Well, that was Waitrose. Quick. Waitrose. Waitrose. And when if, yeah, now Waitrose is Wait a... Wait a minute, Trevor. Uh, Trevor, Trevor, clear your mind. Jesus, that was quick. Of course, I don't want that long. Yeah, Ocado <laughs> made a loss for about the first five years it was functioning. It was, it was a break-off from um, Waitrose. It was a delivery service for Waitrose. And uh-huh. it lost lost a fortune, millions and millions, for, for the first five it's, years. That's because nobody will pay those so, prices. Yeah, so why does he get that payoff then? I don't know. This is the way that these guys work at that level. They think that they're worth it, and they're not. And everybody knows rewarded that they're not. For it, uh, you know, rewarded for failure again. Indeed, indeed. Raw sewage pumped into English bathing waters 25,000 times in 2021. Oh, does that come from Parliament then? No, that's come from The Guardian. And it must be telling the truth, mustn't it? Gospel. Back me up there, gas must stats. Be, gas be, yeah. stats. <laughs> must be. <laughs> It's got to be telling the truth. So 25,000 times. And yet we have a snip on that. 
Because actually, actually, it's a very serious issue given the, the cost of water bills. Why do we pay these water bills at the prices they are for have you know to have our, our, our rivers and our, our seas polluted the way that, that it is? You know, it's appalling. Possibly to pay the uh, managers big wages. Managers? You mean the CEO yeah, and yeah, his executives? Well, exact let's make a CEOs, public call yeah. now to have water nationalised and have water bills eradicated to end poverty in this country or to contribute towards ending it. Oh, too many people are making too much money, Steve. Well, maybe, but uh, at the end of the day, as we were talking before we came on, um, things are changing very quickly in this country and give it another 12 months when people start to feel the real squeeze going into September, October. I think people are going to start to um, vent their frustrations and they're going to want to see real change in this country. Oh, God, are they desperate for it. Desperate, desperate, desperate. Anyway, let's... My reference sense of Parliament was pumping all the sewage out of Parliament to the Thames. That's right. That's That's where it's coming from. It's full of sewage. Well, actually, yeah. What you're saying is, to put it in the bottom line, Parliament is full of crap. That's right. And they've got to get rid of it somehow. And they're blaming all the utility companies for what (laughs) they're pumping out. What they're pumping out, right, from the Houses of Parliament. Yep, agreed, agreed. Hey, just a quick note. What does everybody think about what's going to be happening on Thursday? (laughs) Super, super duper. Yeah, hard to tell, really. I think they're going to get a bit of a battering. Um, To what extent? Did you say we're going to get a bit of a battering there? No, I said they're going to, yeah, they're going to... Who gonna, is going to get a bit of a battering? Well, it's, it's obvious, isn't it? You know, the Conservatives. Who? The Conservatives are going to get a battering. The government may well do so, yes. Yes, they should. The Conservatives should get a battering. Who's going to batter them? The equally useless Labour Party. <laughs> well, the, the Lib Dems are going to shine. But my, my question, really, in all of this is, what's going to happen moving forward to solve and again we come back to this issue that we've been banging on about for a long time Trevor and I have been talking about council tax, we've been talking about water bills, energy, fuel costs, cost of living the whole lot, right and all we're ever seeing really is extensive increase in taxation Oh, there's so many different things that are going wrong So it doesn't really matter at the moment in my view who's in What we've got to see is some radical change. Well, I don't think it's going to be a Labour government that brings that. I mean, you know, we're we're covering the Wirral Wirral elections. I mean, because there's a lot of parts of the country. I think there's over 300 councils in the UK. Well, sorry, in England. Because we know that Wales is all out. Scotland have got elections. Northern Ireland is all out. All out elections. And there's about 300 councils in England that are all being uh, you know, voted on tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. We're covering Wirral, so that'll be interesting. See what happens over there. See what they think over that side of the water. We shall let you know. Maybe there might be a special mm. that comes out and we might have a comment or two to make on it. Anyway, let's move on to the National and the national this week. So, are yeah, we, we, we still on the uh, intro there? The intro no, it's up. all finished. All finished. We're moving on to the national now. Is it still Wednesday? Ah, yes. So. <laughs> yeah. Trevor, Wednesday, back me up 2021. here. That was a quick, well, yeah, no, that was very quick there, actually, Mr. Landlord. Well yeah, done. thank you. Thank you. 
Trevor, do you want to be muted? Do you want to be muted? Stop. I'm muting him. I see he backs off really quick. Look at that. That is a big threat to that guy. He knows it. He just sits there. You can hear him laughing in the background, (laughs) but he's actually pooping himself. I'm sure of it. I'm totally relaxed. Yeah, yeah. What's that, Steve? (laughs) Anyway, the National. Whatever happened to free speech being given legal supremacy? Our rights and freedoms are under attack more than ever. Now, there was a dark day in the Lords the other day, and it was a dark day for civil liberties as deeply authoritarian, 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 that's the word for the third time, authoritarian policing bill is passed by the Lords. Now, that bill basically attacks people's right to protest, which has been a very, very serious right of the English or the British to be able to go and actually protest about things. And that's now being undermined by well, these that's, new that's policing laws. Well, that's been enshrined laws. in our history for hundreds of years, to be able to vocalise and protest and express. Peacefully protest. Absolutely, and that's what we emphasise. You know, But at the end of the day, we can't have systems coming into this country based on freedom and democracy, what this country is supposedly about, which remove the right to challenge. Well, basically it started with the anti-slavery movement in Britain. That's where it started, That's you know, right. the right to That's protest. Right. You know, and, you know, the suffragettes, remember them? And the recent anti-war marches and the policing bill is in direct conflict with the values of freedom and liberty that this government claims to uphold. Stats, go ahead. Yes, I was going to mention that. Um, it was only a few weeks ago we reported on the um, Dominic Cummings and the, the, the new UK Bill of Rights. I'm pretty sure Dominic Cummings pledged that free speech will be given legal supremacy over other rights. And he said that uh, free speech and democratic debate were being whittled away. Yet at the same time, we see, well, there's a couple of bills, isn't there? There's the policing bill and there's the internet safety bill. These aren't holding up well for free speech, are they? No, it's very not worrying. at all. We've got, so we've got massive online censorship and we've got our, our rights being taken away from us for protest. Yet at the same time, they're saying they're going to give us this new Bill of Rights and they're going to enshrine our rights. It, to me, it doesn't make sense. It sounds like a Elon, lot of hypocrisy. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, go on, Trev. Elon Musk will. I will save you. <laughs> now, what we've noticed is that these bills, have you noticed they're all past at peculiar times, aren't they? Yeah. Around about midnight and things like that. And so that people are so distracted with other things that they just pass oh, through yeah. without a glance. Of course they do. And this is a problem. This is a problem with a, 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 such a large majority government as well. You know, there's good, good and bad with that. Yes, you can get things done, but unfortunately, they can get, they can get bad things done as well, can't they? Correct, correct. No, that's the problem with it. Okay, and we're going to bring the raven in there now. The raven. I just want to say that whilst on the one hand you've got measures coming into place which are going to control and remove freedom of expression, it's also being done in other ways which we were talking about a little bit earlier on, which is how they are controlling the narrative about what people are expected to say when they communicate Yeah. in terms of identity, what is acceptable, uh, lots of other different things about what is acceptable, what you can say, and effectively, therefore, what you can't. So the control in the narrative as well. Correct. 
you know, with this new policing bill, it gives new powers to police, obviously, to stop noisy protests. I mean, who decides what? What's noisy? Most protests pretty noisy, unless it's a silent one. That's right. Uh, increased sentencing as well for protesters. You know, there's only one saving grace to it. Unless you've got more to say on that, go ahead, Mark. Our constitution gives us the right to protest and definitely petition the monarch as well. So, what if that's deemed to be too noisy? What you know? So, but the worrying thing to me is how it's going to be interpreted by the police. Ah, now and, there's and the, the thing. government. This just gives them free reign to shut anything down that goes against the narrative. And how many of us do trust the way that the police react to these things at the moment? I don't trust the police or the government the way they handle these things. To be honest, I think the government are just crushing any dissent to their activities well, at the minute. Uh, just to wrap up that part of the conversation, the government has agreed a requirement for the Home Secretary to conduct a review of the new powers within two years, though this will not be considered a concession by all those who opposed the bill, given the deeply concerning powers within it. The bill is now set to go forward for royal assent. Final word? There's a couple of other worrying things. There's something in Parliament this week as well where they're now having to use certain terms. Well, this so is what I was going to go so on to. So Common is, staff have been banned yeah. from using offensive language, including, now wait for it, ladies and gentlemen. So how can they be protecting free speech while banning words in Parliament? But the other worrying thing was what I think you might have mentioned earlier in the roundup, or maybe not, was one of the police forces. Now, it looks like people are being compelled to use certain words around the gender terms. Yeah, Steve? That, that is a very worrying precedent to compel speech, not just ban it, but compel certain words. Agreed. Utterly shocking. It goes shocking. everything the government are claiming to do. Yes, thank you. I just want to say... Uh, as somebody who believes in um, very traditional ways, and I come from that era and that demograph and that, that uh, generation. Also, very old-style shirts, paisley-style shirts, which well, yes, are bright. He's yes. found that right at the back of the wardrobe. <laughs> and he said, he said wardrobes oh, make his clothes shrink. Magic. <laughs> I, just want to say, I just want to say, it's a very important point, this. We're seeing now anything which is viewed as traditional to do with our heritage, our identity, anything like that is now being slowly eradicated. Now, this should ring huge alarm bells with everybody because we've seen, and we have said this repeatedly on this show, that we've seen in history people come along with awful ideologies seeking to eradicate a nation's identity and the consequences are huge. And that's what we're seeing now in this country. This is no longer about identity it's no longer about how we speak. It's something much more fundamental. And I just want to say something here. There are many people in this country, probably the majority I would suggest, who use terms like ladies and gentlemen. They use old-fashioned ways, which are now being reviewed, you know, uh, viewed as old-fashioned, but they're not. It's how people are. It's how this country is. And we cannot have government dictating the narrative how people are. I think there's a massive cognitive dissonance going on at the same time. You know, the government is screaming for our, for our freedom of speech. But they're literally saying you can't say certain words and the police have to use certain words. This is a mess. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a total mess. Go ahead, Trev. Yeah, just a point to bring up. Is this going to go across the nation? Yep. Meaning, is this going to cover all groups? Because there was a video the other day so you've got to be careful about what you say because at the end of Eid, is it Eid? At the end of um, 
Ramadan and uh, beginning of Eid is it yeah. when they celebrate um, starting to eat again. And there was a particular video in um, Birmingham where the Muslim society said, that's the only way you can put it, no other way you can put it, was trying to close down the road so that they could celebrate eating by blocking the road up and sitting in the road. And cars were trying to drive through and they were hitting the cars with sticks and everything. Total, total unruly. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a police car called, or it, well, whether they were called or not, I don't know. But it wasn't a police car in sight to deal with the disturbance. Well, it's strange. It's got to go across board, hasn't it? It's strange the way the police interpret when someone is breaking the law as against when someone is not breaking the and law. And also who. And who. Well, this is what I'm saying. You know, it's all right bringing in these rules, but it's got to be seen to go across board. Or are they doing it purely again for an absolute division? Yep, absolutely. Well, under this the new... masters. Oh, yeah. Under the new drive for inclusivity, staff at Parliament have been instructed not to talk about wives, husbands, girlfriends or boyfriends whilst in the workplace, instead referring to them as spouse, partner or significant other. So in the home of free speech given to us by the Constitution, especially in Parliament, they are now not allowed to say certain things. Well, well, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to go along with that in any capacity, no. in any environment Me whatsoever. Neither. I've been married to my lovely wife uh, for 37 years in October, and she is my wife, and I am her husband, and that's it. And we're not changing that narrative nope. to suit any environment That's anywhere. right, that's right. And I nope. will not change my narrative because I refer to my wife as the War Department. <laughs> 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 You're so, so on your own. <laughs> I like that. Have we got nothing else? Nothing else in this country to worry about? No. Other than woke? No. You know, so I, I quite simply, just to finish that one off, you know, they're saying you've got to accept responsibility, don't be defensive, ask them if they could explain what you should say in future if somebody tackles you over it, or where you can find more information. Well, I've said this before. I was in Morrison's and I was in a line and I knew the lady on the till and I turned around to her and I said, good morning, good looking. I'm and sorry, you, you, sorry to jump in, John. You've just said where people can find more information on how to address their wife. Yeah, don't, 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 don't go there. Yeah. Right? Seriously. Right. I was in Morrison's, I'll start again. I was in Morrison's and I said to the lady on the till who I knew very well, good morning, good looking. And a woman, three customers behind me turned around and said, excuse me, I find that extremely offensive. And, and I looked round at her and I looked at my watch and I said, I'm awfully sorry, it's 8.30 a.m. And at this time, I identify as a brick wall. And you are now talking to it. <laughs> well, they set the rules, didn't they? So, you know. <laughs> and the customers burst out laughing and the lady on the till burst out laughing. And I said, I said, you've still got a server. <laughs> I said, I'm leaving now. I don't know. What gives someone else the right to be offended about oh. something you've said to somebody else? Well, I have nothing to do with them at all. Absolutely. I have no it's idea. It's this crybaby victim culture. It's, I'm sorry, but the left wing have bred it, this and it's out of control. Well, I think Storm is trying to put a stop to it. <laughs> yeah. I think it's time. <laughs> I think he is. Oh, no. 
have to I stop think... eating that gender bread then, won't he? Yeah, well, <laughs> talking about that, it's the Norfolk Constabulary Issues, a list of 37 sexual identities and genders. How many? No, there's two. <laughs> yeah, we know that. <laughs> to help officers deal with members of the public, with critics calling it a complete waste of taxpayers' money. How about that? And they're using, as we said in the roundup, using the ginger or ginger, gender bread person. I'm sorry. They can use the gender bread thing, but I'm going to use science. I'm going to follow the science. You know, that thing that was quite fashionable up until when the science kept changing. Uh, and I defy anyone to challenge me on that one, to be honest. Oh, God. You know, I mean, it is it is getting bad. It is getting it's ridiculous. Bad. That's compelled speech. That's well, sorry, but call me old-fashioned. I don't, I don't know. If, just call me old-fashioned. But if you've got a willy, you're a man. And if you've not, you're a woman. <laughs> you mean if my auntie had testicles, she'd be my uncle? <laughs> well, she's not. <laughs> or Bob's your auntie now. <laughs> you remember that expression? Oh, Bob's your uncle. Well, it doesn't apply anymore. It's Bob's your auntie. Well, apparently, you can be neither your auntie nor your uncle. It can be something else. <laughs> what? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we've got to laugh this into you've got, you've got you've got oh, to have God. a laugh about it well i i tell you what i mean we've got let's have a laugh about something else let's move on to the local here and maybe steve can brighten us all up because <laughs> cheshire east council uh, spends a staggering two hundred and thirty thousand pounds a week on taxis for school pupils i never got a taxi when i was at school i had to walk yep right it's bad news well, I, was, yes. I, I mean, I'm, I do have to say that I was an extremely lazy kid. <laughs> Did you not walk and do sports and things like that? No, Sport. I was a Cheshire champion gymnast, you cheeky guy. We only I was just to... asking a question. You just since? asked, and I've just told you, you cheeky guy. <laughs> go on, go show us some of your gymnastics then, because I don't believe you. Here we go. Can you still do a backflip? Yes. Look at the shape of him. Does he look like a gymnast? I don't gymnast? think he could flip a pancake, to be honest. <laughs> and a double twisting back. I was one of the first in Cheshire, along with a friend of mine called Peter Edge. And we did a double twisting back on the floor. You're first to hurt yourself. Nope. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But anyway, sure. go ahead. Why are you looking at me so astonishingly? I was a Cheshire champion gymnast, and I was also a Cheshire champion trampolinist. Take that, you paisley shirted wonder wuss. Well, just bouncing up, just bouncing up and down. <laughs> Bounce, boing, boing, boing. I'm a champion. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm looking at you. Just That's why I'm just, I say I'm, I'm, I'm the just... fantabulously talented, ridiculously articulate <laughs> Bob Landlord. There's so just, much I can do. I'm just waiting for you to take a breath and stop. Steve, so we can get a word in. I don't think we can put John and Jim Nash in the same sentence, can we? No. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Go ahead. I can understand the trampoline section. It's boing, boing, boing. Come on, lads, we're out. Run. Get out of jail. Run. Ooh. Go ahead. Nobody goes to jail anymore anyway. No, they just got to apologise and they right, get out. Right, are you going to actually yeah, stop I'm gonna and let you take speak. a breath? Go. <laughs> right, so I came across this uh, online. It was an article by Cheshire East uh, in the Nantwich News. Cheshire East Council spends more than... and I, I found the figure uh, alarming, really. £230,000 a week on taxis taking children to and from school. And I thought, that's one hell of a figure. Anyway, the, the article goes on, and there's a couple of councillors look, been looking at this, and they were actually staggered when they started looking at this. And this is for 
887 children, um, 320 of which travel outside the borough for schooling at an approximate cost of £105,000 a week. I'd like to be adopted by one of those parents in Cheshire East Council. I want to be taxied everywhere. Now, (laughs) this this actually breaks down um, as an average figure of around £260 a week per child to and from school. Now, I do want to say two things here, actually, on behalf of all of us, which okay. is... Number one. That was one. First of all, we don't want to see services removed, especially for disabled children. And secondly, and very importantly, we don't want to see children's safety compromised in any capacity whatsoever. Agreed. We all agree on that one. Yes. Yes, now, totally. it, The issue here is... Are these costs, is it a consequence of closing local community schools down over the years? Because, let's face it, Cheshire East does have a, a slightly sort of different setup in terms of its geography, and there's lots of rural areas and little villages and hamlets and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen a few cows attend in primary. Now, <laughs> he's so naughty. <laughs> This works out. I've done this. I mean, I don't know what the school year is in terms of how many weeks, but I've, I've gauged it at 39. Do you know, Mark? Y- yes, I'd just had the same. About 39. I, I so got I it went, at 39, yeah, actually. So, I took a wild so guess. I, I went with a rough 230k. So I got a figure of just under 9 million a year, did you? Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Uh, well, I got it to 9 million yeah. and 46,000. Oh, you've so, done it accurately, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm the new stats Ooh, man. Yeah, oh, God, I took swat. over your position. He's a swat. <laughs> <laughs> Nonetheless, it's 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 one hu- of those cows in primary. It's a huge amount of money, <laughs> right? Nine million. Now, yeah. bear in mind the average cost here for each child is two hundred and sixty pounds a week. Now, there's got to be a more efficient way of delivering a service to ensure school children who qualify for transport to school are taken safely and done. At a, a much more efficient cost. This seems oh. astronomical. Oh, this it is. It is no massive. wonder you can't get a taxi anymore. Yeah, because they're all delivering kids to they're school. Going schools are all outside Asda. That's right. Hey, but what about getting a taxi late at night? You can't get. Are one they delivering the kids at school? You couldn't get one at the weekend. Why aren't we using minibuses? Or why aren't they looking at alternative mechanisms for getting these these kids to school? Because they cannot be bothered, and they've got deals with all the local taxi companies. That's what's going there's, on. There's got to be another get way. Get it in your head. It's a deal. It's a scam. Is it? <laughs> Understandably, some of these kids may have, you know, um, disabilities and other things. That, and dads that who mean, are taxi drivers. Yeah, and that mean that they need lifts to school, but <laughs> there's got to be a different way than spending nine million. Oh, dude, that year. is it's, a lot of is, money. I mean, I joke. If, if that's all on taxis, that, that's an awful lot of money. Needs to be questioned. Go ahead, Trev. Drones. Drones, right. Deliver okay. the kids by drones. Yes, they're going to do it with takeaways. Drop them in the school playground. <laughs> yeah, that would be work. cheaper. Cheaper. That could be a loony policy, couldn't it? I'm talking about oh, loony oh. policy. That's the end of the, the local for tonight. And Steve's going to have a final word with his pen waving in the air. Go ahead. I just want to say, this actually brings back the case for uh, a re-emergence of local community schools. We're talking about localism here and local uh, services you know they're talking about reducing transport and the, the green agenda lots of different things well none of this in terms of not only the cost it doesn't meet any any sense whatsoever in in any area whatsoever no i agree i agree mark anything else 
if they're spending nine million on taxis, it just the mind boggles as what else they spend the money on. Um, and what else they like. could have spent the money on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. With a better thinking. Well, we're going to move on, and that's the local finished, and we're going to go to, we're going to go to the gazelle <laughs> for his manifesto. The manifesto of the week, and it's quite uh, appropriate. Ahead, yeah, I mean, when we get into Parliament... <laughs> <laughs> that just makes us laugh every week when you say that. When well, we get I've into looking, Parliament. I've, I've been looking into this, and when we get into Parliament, we've got to look at the Heritage Fund. The Heritage Fund? Okay. The Heritage Fund, yeah. We're going to set up this uh, this ruling, Heritage Fund. But we're going to reduce the national debt. And don't forget, the national debt at a minute is a quite a lot of money. It is. It is. It's, it's a lot well, of money. It's all massive at the moment. Massive. Well, we we will reduce the national debt by selling the castles back to the French. <laughs> and what about and the Welsh? Because some no, of them are Welsh. No, they're going back to the French and the buyer dismantles. Okay. <laughs> so the castles will be no more. No more tourism in Wales. No, no, they're going back to the France. Okay, all right. Well, um, in, in that case, then, that's a brilliant manifesto. No, How, it's not. It's it is. Not. It's a brilliant manifesto. I love that. They're all going Vive back. France! Oh, good grief. And here we go. We're on to the shout-outs and shout-downs, and we're going to go straight away to the waving, 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 waving. I'm not ready. I'll go first. Oh, he's not ready. ready. Okay, ready. well, he doesn't get one. Go ahead, I'm Mark. i me swat slot back. Go ahead. You're demoted, Steve. Right, my shout-down's got to be to Evan. He's demented, not demoted. <laughs> Sorry, that's what I meant, yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, good grief. Somebody sh- asked me, you know, they said, why are you always picking on him? I said, because it's easy. I said target, everybody else does it. Especially with that chair. I said, you don't realise, he also picks on me, you know. There's no two ways about it. He gives as good as he gets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Very in a very subtle way. way. Yeah, in a very subtle way. He keeps pecking, doesn't he? Peck, 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 As a good raven should. Right, where were we? Okay, my shout down is to Edinburgh Napier University for, oh God, for advertising. Here we go again. Students, they need to be prepared for both men and women giving birth. Say, Say that, that again. again. <laughs> I'm shouting down Edinburgh Napier University for advising students they need to be prepared for both men and women giving birth. What the? Yeah, no, sorry, that's insanity. Men don't give birth. Any health expert claiming this should be fired. Their workbook actually states that a trans person who has transitioned from male to, f- sorry, from female to male could give birth through a specially constructed penis. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's like delivering a bowling ball down a straw. That's just I'm, ain't gonna work. I'm sorry. No, I'd actually no, like to see no, this in action. No, no. I'm gonna call total BS. Yeah, we and, want to see the scientific evidence. Yeah, and like their book says, a trans person, not a biological male, can give birth. Sorry, neopenis or not, it's not a biological male giving birth, is it? This no. is just total nonsense. No, 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 no. That's this right. is what we're teaching to our youth. We've got problems coming. Yeah, we've got problems you know. coming. So I'm shouting down. The wokest university I think we've discovered yet. That's Edinburgh good. And Napier. I like that. And Crazy. it looks it looks like the waving is ready. Go ahead, the waving. <laughs> Why do you speak in that voice? It's not the raven. It's, well, it's, it's, it's the suits raven. You. It suits you. My, listen, we've covered this many times. My name. You want me to go? And now the raven speaks. 
My name is linked oh, to no. Ravens due to its origins. Yeah, its origins oh. of the Raven. <laughs> anyway. They did have the Ravens in so, those days, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm losing the will to live. Right. <laughs> This, this is a quote, a little quote. I saw one of one. these. Yeah. Oh, you've got a little quote, have you? <laughs> Memes on social media. You've got a little quote. Right. And it says, it's quite apt for what we've been talking about today, which says, we live in a time where intelligent people are being silenced so that stupid people won't be offended. Indeed. Indeed. And that's really where we're at. That's it. That's it. And we're going to go across to... The gazelle, who's going to give us his quote or shout down or Oh, whatever. my shout down tonight is to Mr. Stammer. Scare Stammer. Stammer. He sent me an e- he sent me an email earlier on. Oh yeah. And I and I quote. with your manic with first, a, He wants with, you in labour, doesn't he? He wants you in labour. Did he send you a, a coupon for a curry at your local curry house? No. <laughs> Not, he might have done. I'll check it in a minute. Diane Abbott out. The gazelle in. Gazelle. 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 You've got a voucher for the chicken fried rice to join the Communist Party. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, the gazelle. And and I quote in this email, it says, Labour in power delivers. Hey, it certainly does, Mr. Stammer, to the tune of 1.7 billion and rising. Yep, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) It certainly delivers. You know, that's exactly, I put that on Twitter today. He actually put that in a tweet. He did, he actually put that in a tweet as well. And I responded and just said, hmm, Hmm. Warrington, question mark. (laughs) Yeah, Warrington, don't you remember when they left government and they left a note? Yeah, there's, there's no, no money left. There's no money left. No money left. Oh, can't wait for them to be in power again. You know, Yippee. yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Well, my shout out is to Sir Julian Knight, and I received a communication from him. And I have to say that after a long period of campaigning, it looks like we're going to get amendments to the Copyrights and Patents Act in favour of streaming. Very well done, sir. Well done. Yes. Well done. Yeah. So... We got a nice thank you there from him and recognition. And when you read my evidence, which should be in the House of Commons library and available to the public, <laughs> you're going to look at it and you're going to go, a certain parts of it, I turned around and I said, has the penny dropped yet? <laughs> when I was actually speaking to them for the people, because I was criticizing the CMA, the IPO and other regulatory bodies who have done nothing about the abuses enacted by the major record companies and the major publishers. And you had a hard time for many years. That's right. That's right. So my shout-out goes to Sir Julian Knight and the Select Committee for DCMS. And I should imagine that I'll be speaking to somebody next week about that as well, down at the HOC. Go ahead. Well, I think our shout-out collectively would be to yourself, Jonathan, yes. Jonathan, for decades on this, for the benefit of the entire music industry oh, yes. and for all performers and all... Um, uh, That's right. Uh, you know, artists, artists and composers. And composers. Yeah. 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 Just got to make sure they follow through now. That's right. That's where we've yeah. got to keep our eyes yeah. on the ball and just make sure that happens. Don't step off the gas just yet. Well, it's been a wonderful, wonderful podcast. And I'm sure when we actually talk politically about these things, we beat all that London mob. Those posh knobs down there who think they know everything. That is just annoying because they don't. They don't know us, do they? Well, they might think they know everything, but we do. That's right. We do. Ah. 
Yeah, and we should tell them. Yeah. Right. Uh, they know, not quite, not quite. We won't go that far. They know who they are, and we challenge them. We challenge them oh, at yeah. every level. I'm Even the lowest met. level with Steve. <laughs> <laughs> so much for the quality. So much for the quality. <laughs> well, you know what time I, it is. Go ahead. I've Go. never seen a posh knob yet. Well, we're on the end of the show. And if we've got any quotes, let's go for it now. Hang on, hang on, hang on. He's had the quotes, hasn't he? No, uh, this is our positives. We've done quotes. Uh, okay, let's go down. with the positive. I'll do that on purpose just to see if I can yeah, punch well, it. Let Mark go first. No, I'm no, 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 no. If you want to go first. Right, okay. You can you read? Are you ready this time? Yes, can I you can read? read? You yes. sure? You're ready and you can right. read. Go on. The people we surround ourselves with either raise or lower our standards. They either help us to become the best version of ourselves or encourage us to become lesser versions of ourselves. We come, we become like our friends. No man becomes great on his own. No woman becomes great on her own. The people around them help to make them great. Indeed. Excellent. Indeed. Go ahead, Steve. Okay, uh, stats. Oh, Sorry, I'll I was keep, insulting I'll keep it a bit shorter than the Raven. This is my quote. There was more. I can imagine, you. Yeah. As, as you always. the whole quote book with you, by the way. <laughs> War and peace, he's got it there, it's thick. I'll make up for it. Here's my quote. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Absolutely. I like that one. Okay, the gazelle, go ahead. What's your Good quote? Okay, yeah, mine's a quote. I haven't lost my marbles yet. Well, there is definitely a small hole in my bag. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as always, this is Thank God It's All Over. And that's from me, the fantabulously articulate, intelligent, and generally talented. Get yourself a cushion, get yourself a a, a beer or ten, and listen to the rest of his self-aggrandizement. It's an Olympic sport. Just wake me up when he's done. It's not. uh, I think, I think. If it was an Olympic sport. Go on. I think, I think, I think the Waven. Right, so landlord's script. <laughs> think so, oh, gosh, 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 gosh. Well, thanks you, all. thank you all for those votes of confidence there. I know that you all really, really think the same.